Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where every week I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you're currently working at or leading, or maybe you're a consultant or grant writer and working with many different nonprofits. And this week, we are talking to another student in the mentorship program. Super excited to have Dr. Sherry Westmerland on the podcast today and in the mentorship as well because she brings a wealth, decades of federal grant writing to the table. She writes grants at a university in Cincinnati and she has her own company, Spirit Excel, where she works with different nonprofits all over the nation on building up their funding plan, writing grants, and so much more. So I invited her on the show to talk about her experience as a federal grant writer and the lessons learned, right? So she brings in decades of experience to the table. So she's definitely gonna talk to you nonprofits out there about different lessons that she has seen that have really worked the best for nonprofits and things they might not be doing that might not bring in the full capacity and things and how they can improve. She's also going to wear her hat as a freelance grant writer and a grant writing business owner, and she's going to share some of the things that she has learned in the mentorship that have helped propel her business forward. She's been in operations since 2012, but she joined our mentorship in 2022 and has seen amazing growth in her business. I'm gonna let her share that with you today. And if you wanna find out more information about Sherry, definitely check out the show notes this week, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 249. As part of our mentorship program, she is also on our website. If you are interested in hiring her to write grants, specifically federal grants, you will definitely be able to find her on our website, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash hire dash a dash grant dash writer. But I'll definitely put the show notes in grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 249. So it's easier for you to find because I know some of you are listening to this while you're driving or maybe out for a walk or maybe cooking or all of the things that you do while you're listening to podcast. So definitely jump over. Just remember 249 and you will be able to find the links there. Now, if you're interested in the grant mentorship program, we also talked to Elena Michaels last week, so you'll definitely wanna check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 248 for information on Elena because she talked last week about how she has niched down her services and her marketing tremendously, and she has seen an exponential increase in clients and in happiness. So please do check out that podcast if niching down is something that you've been toying with or feeling like wanting to do in your freelance grant writing business or even in your nonprofit, but maybe you're feeling a little bit scared to do that because you don't wanna, you know, 
push people away or shut them out or not make, make them feel welcome. But the thing is that sometimes if we try to be everything to everybody, we're not really offering the best that we can. So you'll definitely want to hear that. Jump over um, to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 248. Or if you're on your podcast listener, just go ahead to the next one down from this podcast. And just a little note on our mentorship. We are opening the doors this week. We also have an amazing free masterclass. So if you're interested in identifying some clients for 2023 before it gets here, you are definitely going to want to join our masterclass this week on December 13th at 3 p.m. You are going to identify 50, that's five zero nonprofit client leads. Yes, you are. I have got a hack to do it. I've got a workbook. I've got so much to do and it's free. So definitely sign up for that. There are limited seats available. Jump over. Once again, just go to grantwritingandfunding.com. We have a pop-up right now on the website. Click there to register and you will get all the things. And yes, there is a limited time replay. So definitely join that because I know it's important to get prepared now. And it doesn't have to be, oh, it's Giving Tuesday and now it's end of year and I don't wanna reach out. Let's get your lead list together so you can start reaching out to nonprofits. You have a list then instead of being like, ah, I'm just looking at my computer screen and thinking I have to do all these cold calls. There is a better way to do it. It is a proven way that I have taught and I have done myself and so many people have used it and they absolutely love it join the masterclass. And of course, if you want to grow your business and you want a community and you really want to feel the freedom in your business of why you are creating it, maybe more time with your kids so you can pick them up from school, opportunity for your earning income potential to be higher than working as a staff grant writer, the ability to be your own boss and to be able to make your own schedule and dictate your path forward, and to really get feedback on those grants you're writing, on the proposals you're developing, on all of that, and not get stuck in paralysis in making decisions. Then if that sounds good to you, the Grant Professional Mentorship is your place. Doors will be closing in January and they are opening this week. So you are definitely going to want to get on the wait list. Go to grantwritingandfunding.com, click on mentorship, and you can definitely join the wait list so you can get notified as soon as the doors are open. You are not going to want to miss this. This is my signature program. It has proven again and again to help freelance grant writers, even those who have been in existence for a long time, right? And even newbies starting up to propel their business forward with a system, with accountability, and with a community, with all of the resources that they need to specifically run a grant writing business. So do check that out because doors won't be open for long. <laughs> All right, and I am looking for dedicated people who are serious about growing a business in 2023 and living the life that they desire to live. Yes, they wanna serve change makers. They wanna help nonprofits in the world, but they are done with volunteering. They are done with burning out and not knowing that they're pricing. They are done with dealing with difficult clients who don't appreciate them and they really want to set up a company that has value to it, that has respect in it, and that they can formulate the life that they desire. Check it out. 
All right, so let's get to Sherry. So you can hear more about her expertise in working with nonprofits for many years, specifically with federal grants, some lessons forward, and some ways that she's been able to change some things in her business to really build her confidence and to get clear on her messaging and so much more. All right, guys, here's Sherry. Hello, hello, hello. Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And I'm super excited today to bring on one of my special friends and colleagues and peers, Dr. Sherry Westmerlin. And she is going to be talking about some great things today. You're also in the mentorship, so we're definitely going to get into that and some of the things that you've gotten from that. But we're going to talk about your business. We're going to talk about, you know, being a freelance grant writer. And also we're going to talk about the 30 years of work that you've done with nonprofits, a lot of the lessons that you've seen nonprofits have learned or that they still need to learn. So we're going to definitely jump into all of that today. So welcome, welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, uh, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I really am. This is so fun because we usually see each other at least twice a month because you're in the mentorship, but this is like a whole nother like little podcast thing. <laughs> it's a whole nother platform um, to talk to you and, and to talk to you and to hear the knowledge and the value that I know you share every single month, twice a month with the other folks in the mentorship. So you get to share it on a larger platform here today. So thank you. I really do appreciate you coming on the show. And I know people are going to get a lot of value out of it. Thank you. Yes. So just a little bit of your history, then I just wanted to kind of talk about your background. I love hearing guests when they, they kind of share with how they got involved with nonprofits, but just to kind of give people a little bit of a, of an idea where and situate them with where you are, you have three, 30 years of experience in higher education and working with nonprofits, your business spirit Excel really focuses on faith-based and community-based organizations. And you've done a lot of federal grant writing. Um, and you also work at the University of Cincinnati as well. So as an instructor. So I think that's really awesome. You, you definitely have a lot of experience and you have a lot of knowledge to bring to nonprofits out there. So can you just kind of talk about like, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time as far as working within nonprofits. You've opened your business pretty recently though, but you've had so much success. So can you kind of talk about like what got you interested in working with nonprofits and, and part of your journey to opening your business? Okay, thank, thank you. I started off in um, higher education. I worked in colleges and universities. And then I got the opportunity to work for a nonprofit doing college access work. Hmm. And that was the my first experience with working with nonprofits, but then having to come right in and write their federal grants. So, I mean, I got a whammy right there. You know, I took the job in September. The grant was due, I think, that January. Oh, so wow. I had to hit the ground running. That was your first and grant, a federal grant? That right? was my my first federal grant. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a very interesting story because I really learned the, the whole idea of relationships mm -hmm. because I was afraid to write the needs section. Uh, so the organization contracted out the needs section and I just wrote the plan of operations and everything else. Mm -hmm. Well, they did not fund us mm -hmm. based on the needs section. 
but the organization was tied to a well-known company in Cincinnati, and they sent an executive to the Department of Education. And they talked, I had to write out why I thought they had a misinterpretation of the information that I shared mm. and refuted everything. And when I talked to our program manager from the federal government, she says, I didn't lose any of my grants. So the key thing that I learned was relationships. Yes. And those peop people who establish relationships mm -hmm. with grantors, and especially people who are political, because while I was in a very political environment, our grant was funded. And so my grants have been funded ever since. But my first experience was one where it wasn't funded, but then was funded after, because uh, they said that there really isn't any kind of um, uh, review or uh, process but things can happen if the right people ask for it. So I love that. that was that experience that I had. So that's how I started mm -hmm. and have, I worked with that nonprofit for 10 years. And then I went back to the university uh, working with a grant funded program. So I've been with, um, since 1993, been writing, um, Department of Education grants, and they've been funded for three to five years. And so managing that, writing those grants, supervising the staff in those programs. Wow, so much experience. And you know, I love that because I love what you were saying about your first grant, and then you had the conversation. And this is where, you know, I encourage a lot of people too, and, and but people always kind of miss that. So I think that you were so in tune to know, even if you got to know, well, let's look at what they said. Let's see how else we, who else we can talk to. Let's, you know, still advocate for this program. And maybe we do it through the business. Maybe we can get it funded through a sponsor. Maybe we go back to the federal grantor. Does anyone have relationships? Who knows who? They still may need to spend some money. Maybe we just need to tweak something. So I think that was so just, you were so in tune to do that. And hardly anybody does that, right? So I, I love that you did that. And do you continue to advocate in those ways with those types of relationships and, and build those? That, and that's the one thing that I have found is if you, uh, and you also talk about that in the mentorship is getting to know the funders. Yeah. Uh, I had gotten away from that type of networking. And after being with you for this year, I uh, renewed my GPA membership mm -hmm. and I have also uh, been involved with our Chamber of Commerce and our African-American Chamber because I was just working and doing that job. But then about 10 years ago, I decided, let me just try to slowly get back into it. And then this year, just something said, you know, you got to go for it and really try to put some things in place. And so that's where I am now. Got I've got energy mm -hmm. uh, and really trying to 
um, think about all the things that I really can do mm -hmm. uh, instead of just working my nine to five, but uh, really doing something for me. I've been writing grants for everybody else that yes. I need to write grants for my, my own uh, company. I love that. So yeah, so you you had, you know, you you knew you had the skill set, you'd been winning federal grants, you've been running them, you you understand them inside and out. So when was the point when you said, okay, um, you know what? I I want to have my own business and I want to be able to offer this to other organizations and not maybe just when I'm full-time employed with or employed with, right? So when was kind of that turning point and it was that just in the last year then, or you started side hustling before then and kind of started growing them? Well, you know, people, because they know that I write grants, you know, everybody wants a grant. Mm -hmm. So I've been a little discouraged because people want a grant, but a lot of times they don't know how to get a grant. And then when you tell them how to get a grant, it seems too cumbersome for them. Yeah. So, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with people. And then at one time I was just like, I'm not, I'm gonna do something else. I'm not gonna write grants. Mm -hmm. And um, I was uh, under mentorship with another person and they were saying, this is the thing that you need to do. And they kind of like talked me into really, really thinking more seriously about it. Um, my heart is still for startup companies, mm -hmm. uh, faith-based companies, uh, community organizations. The only drawback is that most of the times they don't have money to pay you. So then that gets a little discouraging. But if they're willing to put in the work, then they'll start to generate some revenue and then, you know, be able to fund someone to help them. So I have resolved that this is the area that I'm supposed to be in because these are the people who are more attracted to what I do or when they... Uh, read my uh, bio and just kind of look at uh, what I'm doing, then those are the people that are drawn to me. But it can be a little discouraging. Even though I like writing those, I like writing for uh, foundation mm -hmm. grants um, and programming grants, because uh, another area that I started off with was uh, program development and program evaluations. I've done a lot of program evaluations for community organizations. And so um, it's not the grant writing, but you know, after the grant has been written and coming up with surveys and questionnaires and really getting the information to prove that what they've done mm -hmm. uh, had an impact and that they met, met their goals. So I'm really good at, at doing the program evaluation part. That's a needed service completely. You know, a lot of nonprofits, they, they do this work and then they have no idea how to evaluate it and how to show the outcomes or the impact. 
And those are things that funders want, right? Those are things that donors want to see. Those are things that corporate sponsors want to see. So it's really important to have that because otherwise it may look like you're kind of just spinning your wheels, right? So I think that's definitely a service that's needed. And that's a really good skill set to have because a lot of grant writers do not have that skill. They have the skill of writing the grant, maybe creating program, program development, but not necessarily program evaluation. So I, I love that you can bring that tool as well and to say, hey, this is something else I can offer and I'm really good at it. Um, so that's wonderful. But so when when you were kind of going through this, then um, what, you know, in the last 30 years, what are some things then that you've seen nonprofits, you know, some of the lessons that maybe they have learned or maybe that they still need to learn some kind of, you know, things that we can share with the nonprofits out there? Um, I think the first thing is to stay focused and motivated. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, your goal seems so big that uh, you say one thing, and then other stuff just keeps coming on. And so what I tried to do is uh, you have to have the strategic plan mm -hmm. and you have to stick with it. And, um, and even though it may change, let's do phases. And that keeps people on track. And it also keeps your board members uh, invested. Because sometimes if board members don't see quick movement, then they get tired and feel like you're just going in circles. So um, I think one of the things that I learned is to really work with the, uh, the board president and the executive board and just say, look, we've got to show something. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's just even a small thing that we're kind of moving forward. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think that's what I've learned from the nonprofits. Um, yeah, that's so vital. You know, just to just to stop you there for a second, that, that's so vital because um, just to kind of drive this uh, point home, the strategic planning, right? It all starts with that. So even before you're talking about grants, right? We're going to get to that in a minute because I know you're going to share some of those lessons. Um, but it starts with what is the plan? Is every do you have buy-in from the people that you need buy-in from who are you know driving it forward, responsible for the organization, i.e. the board, and you know are they involved with what's going to happen? And you need to make sure that you can kind of show like if you're going to say part of our strategic plan is writing four grants this year or whatnot. You know when is that going to happen? Kind of outline that already. Get those things ramped up. So then, like you said, you're focused. And you have the buy-in, and when it gets to that time, you're not running around doing 5,000 things and don't have the time to focus on your fundraising or the grant writing or whatever you're, you're, you're you know, going to outline to do. So I just, I, I love that, do you, that you start with, hey, first get your strategic planning in order. So that's really good. And can you give any, like, case studies on organizations that have had their strategic planning really well done that has just flowed or maybe vice versa, not had it together and it didn't, you know, work out quite well? Most of my people, because I do a lot with startups, yep. they do have a strategic plan. They don't even understand strategic planning. So I have to go through this whole training with them mm -hmm. and getting everybody on board. I'm working with a, an organization now and 
everybody's talking about a million and one things. So, you know, we got to finally sit down and put this strategic plan together. And everything that they're saying, they're good things. You know, they want a training school. They want a K through six school. They want to put a church in there. I said, now, wait a minute, people. <laughs> you know. It's a one-year plan. <laughs> you don't be freaking out. <laughs> no. I never did. You know, it's like, okay, let's just really look at this. Mm -hmm. and, and let's just go through some time um, and and just put this together. And then everybody isn't so frantic, yeah. you know, because they want this done, but you got to have a plan. And so I, I, I think that that is key. Now, when I write grants for the university, we do have a strategic plan. Right. We know exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And the grants that I write, if they're not the federal grants, then I'm writing other smaller grants that are institutional, but they have to align with the vision of, the, of our program and of the university. So I write those smaller grants, but we have an overall goal. Mm -hmm. So, but in the, the nonprofit, especially if they are three to five years, may not have it as solid as some as organizations that have been around for a long time. And so most of the people I'm working with are in the three to five years. And so if they have one, it probably needs to be revisited yeah. and tightened up because they have experienced some things and they can uh, see where they're going. Yeah. Um, and they're not the, one the same. Right, as a, as a university that's been around for a, right. so long and has huge capacity and that's okay. And it's, you know, but then I, 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 I totally was resonating with you when you talked about like, they wanna do this, 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 because I find a lot of like, especially startup nonprofits, they're visionaries, right? And they have these amazing vision and they have like this passion and they're excited. And, but a lot of time they don't understand the programming yet, right? The, time that it takes to build yes. up to get to some of those right. things. So that's where you come in and say, hey, I can help you set up this strategic plan. So let's get this in place first. So when we go after grants, step maybe two or three, then we understand we're not just chasing money. We can align the right type of funding that fits what we're trying to actually, you know, the vision, right? The strategic plan, what we're trying to do year one. So I really, I like that example a lot because I, I see it quite often and it's not to shame anyone. It's just to say, this is part of the evolution of starting a nonprofit, right? And to kind of yes, start with all of these amazing dreams and vision, but then you need to organize it and put a timeline that makes sense, right? And one of the things that I'm experiencing now, which is the first time for me ever to experience this is that I'm working with a, an organization that was strong, but the last two years, they couldn't do anything because it's more of an arts oh. theater. There was no theater. There was no arts. And right. so um, they are chasing money and it's frustrating for me because they're trying to rebuild because 
it it was just they really suffered because it's a community right. uh, art and so that is the other thing that you really have to look at when you're working with these these groups because uh, right. they have a strategic plan but right now it's like we need money we need money and so um you do a lot of little grants for them with hopes that they'll get funded. And then my thing is, when will you ever have enough to really sit down and go with your strategic plan? Because I feel like we're on this um, yeah. spinning wheel with every grant that comes out that people tell you about, you're ready to kind of put something together for it so right or um, other strategies potentially right like how do you get more sponsors or donors or you know diversifying your funding stream so you're not chasing the money as much right like so you're um, being able to focus more so yeah that's an interesting um situation and I know that's impacted a lot of organizations um you know through COVID that you know traditionally they didn't maybe have any issues with grants and now the priorities have shifted and you know, they're kind of like, what do we do? So, you know, rethinking that. So it's good they have your expertise on that to say, let's kind of rethink this, let's re-strategize, you know, and come up with something. So that's that's good. Yeah. So yeah, what are some of your, is that kind of what you would redirect them to is, should we reanalyze that strategic plan then? Should we, you know, like what, what how have you been working with them to get them off that trajectory of maybe <laughs> chasing the money, right? So- Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you know, I've been having conversations with them. And so we're going to try to have a, a session where we're going to go back and, and look at what they've already done uh, and where they really want to go with how things have changed and shifted. Because some of the things that they had on there, I don't think they're going to do anymore. So, you know, we've got to look at some, some different things. But it's been interesting. It really has. I like it that they haven't given up because some yeah. people have just shut completely down. But what they can do, they're still trying to do. And the community is really open to them. This is an organization where I really see relationships being key because the mm -hmm. funders are sending them applications nice. and sending them but I still feel like it's chasing money because they say, here's another one, here's another one. And I'm just like, mm, we need yeah. to really kind of sit down and really think about this. So mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it, it's helpful. And then other times, you know, you do have to just step back. Right. And, do some and, and I like that because not every grant you should say yes to, right? And and I, I think that's a really important note that you're bringing up is even if your funding sources may think it's a good one, it may not be, or they might just kind of be pulling something that of their relationships, but it may not be the best fit for you. So right. applying for every grant isn't isn't really the answer, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. It can burn out grant writers. It can burn out your your strategy, your focus, right? And because you probably your probability of getting yeses may be very low, and it's a lot of time to write the applications. Or if you get yeses, you might have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do that pulls you away from your focus. That's it. 
So I, I like that you brought that up. So those are some great lessons, you guys. So nonprofits out there, you know, that strategic plan is, are, do you even know what it is? Like even if you threw one together, like reanalyzing that and, and really understanding it. And then also just realizing you don't have to go after every grant, make sure it's a really good fit. And relationships are key, right, to moving things along. So now we kind of like pointed out some lessons learned for nonprofits. I kind of want to turn the attention now to uh, those freelance grant writers out there, those people who may be thinking about starting a consultancy. And, and I want you to share some of what, how, how you know, you've started your business and what really give you the motivation to do it. And then also like just some of your lessons learned from starting a business as well. Okay. Um, I think because people were asking me to write grants, mm -hmm. once I, you know, started off and helped them to set their organizations up and they have everything that in place, uh, then I was like, okay, well, let's, let's kind of, you know, write write a grant or two in a foundation. Because uh, really with startups, I, I try to do a foundation grant first. Most of the times they want a federal grant, but they don't have the, right. um, the backing for that. But let's just start off small. So I did that before even starting the business because I you know, had a couple people who had been doing the work and had a 501c3. So I knew that they were established. So I helped them uh, with writing grants. Um, and then I started off with not really making a lot of money, mm -hmm. but just wanting the experience. Right. Not that I'm making a lot of money now, but mm -hmm. you know, but um, getting that experience. Right. And so, um, once I did it, I think one of the things that um, I feel pressure with is that you write it, and then if you don't get it, then, you know, I feel bad for the organization, and they're all on it. So that's a nervous time. Submitting it and waiting is something that I, I, I hate waiting. Yeah, all grant writers but, suffer. <laughs> Although we know that even if it doesn't get funded, there are so many good things that come out of writing a grant. Right, and it does. It yeah. does. Mm -hmm. it does. And, it, and it benefits the organization too. Because they know uh, a little more than they knew before. So the, the next one, they can put some different things in there. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that probably for about 10 years. And then in 2012, uh, I decided to do a, um, an LLC. So mm -hmm. I just launched out, did Spirit Excel uh, LLC. I'm in Kentucky, but I also do work in Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just started putting things out there. I think my biggest uh, issue and the issue that I'm still working with is just marketing the company. Mm. And uh, 
doing what's necessary from the social media. And my thing is, you got to be intentional and you got to do it. And I'm not as intentional in doing that. So I have a goal for next year mm -hmm. to be more intentional. And I mean, just really, I love calendars and I love uh, charts. Mm -hmm. So I can put it on the chart and do it like that. Then I think I will be more consistent. I love, well, you definitely are. Look at you already on podcasts, so getting out there and getting more marketing. So this is already good for you. Yeah. And so it, it's the marketing. And then I think the, the other thing is follow up with your former clients. Ah, yes. And I, I think that is key. And I am trying to do that even more because former clients like what I did for them. So there are other things that they want. And yeah. so really being able to follow up with them and then they can make some referrals for you. And so I, um, I think that's a big thing for me and networking and I'm an introvert. So I have really had to push myself and, and get out there. So going to these networking, uh, events and activities. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I know a lot of people. And that's that's the funny part about it. I know a lot of the people in these areas, but I'm still, you know, just a little shy, but I'm pushing myself out there because once I set a goal, I tend to accomplish all that I set out to do. So yes, that's what I've learned from the business standpoint. I love that. And I love that, you know, you're, it's funny because you mentioned you're an introvert and, and a lot of people, freelance grant writers and grant writers just that I know, they are introverts. They, they like to be able to write the grants on the back and they don't need all the flashy, like in the front, right? They, they, they like to do that. And it's, it's an interesting mix. And then they cut to the marketing part of their businesses and they're like, oh, you know, but there's so many ways, just like you mentioned, people you already know, previous clients those are, you know, some of the best places to tap into for new work, right? And that's kind of like that, that easier for introvert, right? To have those already relationships. So I, I love the work that you're doing and, you know, that you started your business. It's, you know, 12 or 10 years strong now. So happy 10th year. So you said, you know, 2012, you kicked it off and then you joined the mentorship last year. So how has the mentorship really, uh, the grant professional mentorship that we offer here, um, how has that really inspired your business or impacted your business in the last year or your personal development and growth? It has been wonderful. <laughs> I think the first thing is just opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, that the opportunity to be on the referred or preferred uh, grant uh, listing. Mm -hmm. I've had several people say. contact me from that. Mm -hmm. uh, doing this podcast uh, is uh, another thing. Just the networking with um, the women that are in the, uh, the group. I, I find that that has been very rewarding. I'm listening to everybody and just seeing where they are. And we all have very different backgrounds. And I just really like that opportunity of uh, 
meeting those people, hearing what they say, how they are working their business. I, I like that. And then just the mentorship with you and how whenever I've asked you about something, you respond and uh, that has really been helpful. Um, and I finally came to the conclusion that even though I mentor other people, I need to be mentored. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't recognize that. Mm -hmm. And I have finally come to that conclusion that I need to be in a mentoring relationship. And so this has been the best thing mm -hmm. for me. Oh, I love that. I love that too, because I'm this, I'm with you. I, I run a mentorship group, but I'm also in a mastermind. I also get mentored, right? You know what I mean? So, and I think like coaches need coaches, you know, and it's just a part of it. Like we all need right. that. So I love that, you know, that you give and you get, right? So it's, it's a reciprocal kind of relationship. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. And I, I love that you brought up, yeah, so in the grant professional mentorship, one of the things that, one of the uh, benefits that you get is the ability, I vet your grant writing, and then we get, you get on my website to be a grant writer for hire. So that's a great opportunity for those in the mentorship to um, get people looking at your, you know, finding you, right? So maybe you have a website, maybe you don't have a website. I do a lot of SEO work on my website. Um, so people come looking for grant writers and I don't write many grants at all anymore. I do more training. So this gives me an opportunity to say, hey, you may be looking for a grant writer. Here's some people that I have vetted that you can hire. So you've definitely had some um, interviews from that, right? From being on the website. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so and it's exciting it's exciting you know I'm really thinking that next year uh, some of that is going to, to take place so I'm, I'm excited about it that's awesome I love that and getting out there and networking more marketing and I and you've also recently done a video series you started a video series as well <laughs> you got your tripod behind you so I know we've been working on that and and you'll be releasing that soon to all of the folks, right? To talk. And what what is your video series based on? Can you kind of share some of the the? It's gonna be on leadership. I'm even refrain reframing it. It's uh, the 31 leadership uh, skills for nonprofits and grant writers. So it's going to, to encompass the world that I'm in right now and. Use, utilizing those leadership skills because you really do have to put in some some work with helping to build uh, nonprofit leaders. They may have a lot of experience, but there is something with someone sharing them nuggets that can help them move them to the next level. And I think we as uh, consultants, we can, can do that for people and they can really see. And there are simple things that we tend to forget about that, you know, I'm just gonna try to uh, kind of rekindle that or ignite that in people. You know, that you really bring up a very interesting point, Sherry, that I haven't really thought about before, but it's really true is um, as a consultant, especially as a grant writing consultant, working with nonprofits, you do need to have leadership skills. And that's funny. I've never really like put it together, you know, like out there so solidly, but that's so true because 
every time I've gone into uh, a meeting, you know, you're you're working with boards, you're working with presidents, you're working with people that are our leaders, and they're looking to you to facilitate. They're the experts. Yes. We know what to do. And, yeah. uh, and it is a leadership because they're, they're looking at you. Uh, I had the, the interview with someone off of your, uh, and I was sitting there, they were asking me all these questions and I was like, you all are leaders too, but you're asking me to tell you and then they're taking notes and everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm a leader. And yeah, we give out the information. So, uh, and it was simple. It was simple things too. So we are leaders. Yeah, that's, that's our, such a good uh, epiphany. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So thank you for sharing that because it's so true. It's like, I've had senators on my training before. I've had, you know, and, it, and you're like, okay. And you're like, I'm, I'm just a rat rider. But, but we are leaders. We are facilitating information. We're doing training. You know, we're, we're kind of giving direction and advice and and we are really helping lead that organization, right? We're, we're kind of, once again, kind of that mentoring mentorship relationship. Those leaders are kind of looking to that, to us for that kind of mentoring as we are the experts within nonprofit management or grant writing or, or whatever the skill is you bring to the table, right? And we have businesses too. Yeah. And so we have to operate in those businesses the same way that they operate in theirs. Mm -hmm. That's what I learned from you. Yes, <laughs> you're uh, a business leader. Sure. In, in our businesses, the way they operate in theirs. And mm -hmm. so that's another thing that I'm tightening up is the budget and really uh, working on that this year. So I have gained so much from this year. Awesome. It has really um, motivated me and um, really helped me to appreciate the skills and what I have learned over the years to really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes you can do stuff for so long that you just take it for granted. And, and now I'm not taking it for granted as much as I used to. Oh, I love that. And you, and you shouldn't, you should be very proud of yourself because you're, you know, when you first came in the mentorship, I remember we were talking about like tech and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. And then a few months later, you're like, yep, I got a videographer. I'm doing all this thing. I got the, my website, boom, 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 like totally different person as far as like the overwhelm was gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was just like that mindset shift that I, that we all were like, yeah, we all saw. And it was amazing to say that, like, is that something that you've really walked away with this year to say, wow. I don't feel as stressed or maybe some of that overwhelm is gone. Yes. And I, and, you know, I just want to mention the, the other thing is the book club. Yes. The mm -hmm. books have been wonderful. And this last book that we've done, it has, it's about a paradigm shift. And I love that, that book. So mm -hmm. um, it's not only the networking but we are getting professional development through the book series and through talking about those. So it has been great. It really uh, yeah, and you guys are wondering, what's the book that we just read? We just read The Big Leap. So that was really good by Gay Hendricks. So that amazing book. Yeah, it's changed. I've read that probably three times. I needed to make sure I had it in the mentorship this year. So I was like, it's changed my life. 
such a profound book. So I'm so glad that you got so much out of that because yeah, we need to work on our professional uh, development, right? And uh, as a business leader, a lot of it's on confidence. It's on, you know, changing your mindset. It's on coming into the room and saying, okay, I value myself, right? Those types of things. And and we don't just learn those sometimes just, you know, through life, we have to be very intentional with that. So yeah, I, I absolutely love that. So thanks so much, Sherry, for coming on. Before we close out today, I just want to go ahead and share then you shared some of your um, services that you do offer in your business, Spirit Excel. Um, and people can definitely go to spiritexcel.org to check out more to the show notes for today. Um, but just go ahead and share, like, what are some of the services you offer? If people heard you today and they're like, man, I just resonate with her. I have a community-based nonprofit or I have a faith-based nonprofit or a startup and I want to see if Sherry's available. Um, what kind of services can you do you offer right now? Uh, right now in the grant writing area, it's grant research, doing the actual grant writing, uh, possibly even some grant management because there is a way that you really need to manage your grant in order to get refunded or in order to do the reporting that goes with uh, especially federal grants. Um, I also uh, work with program development and program evaluation. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, just uh, organizational consulting. And that would be the strategic planning, the mm -hmm. fund planning, uh, audit well wellness, mm -hmm. uh, audits for organization, those types of things. Now I do uh, an online free workshop mm -hmm. on just grant writing basics. Nice. And it's a, a 60 minute workshop that I will be doing in February. And I'm hoping to offer it like every other month because people have been asking me for just basics. So I am going to uh, do that starting in February. And so you can check my website and that information will be on there. And then I am in the process of developing a six to eight weeks grant writing uh, workshop that I'll be offering for a fee. Nice. So that's coming. Look forward to that. I love that. So we'll definitely have the link to your website and all the things in the show notes so people can find that and sign up to get on that wait list for those webinars um, or for the training or just to access your services and talk to you directly about um, what you do and how you can maybe help their organization. So um, yes. So once again, uh, Dr. Sherry Westmoreland uh, with Spirit Excel. Thank you so much for being in our mentorship. Again, you've just been such a huge value to other folks in there. Um, the feedback you give is amazing. And I am just so encouraged to see the growth in your business and just, you know, how you've been reaching the world and helping nonprofits. It's really inspiring. So thank you for coming on the Grant Rating and Funding Podcast today and sharing your knowledge and expertise with us. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Wonderful. We'll see you soon. Uh -oh. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode with Dr. Sherry Westmerlin. She is absolutely amazing. Definitely check out more about Sherry at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 249. 
And like I said, we also have our interview last week with another wonderful person in our grant professional mentorship program, Elena Michaels, on how she has niched down her services and messaging to increase the number of ideal clients that she serves. That is episode 248. And to get on our wait list for the mentorship so you can join these wonderful ladies and learn so much and grow your business in a meaningful way with intent, joy, and money, definitely check out the wait list. Jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com and join the mentorship wait list. And while you're there, join our masterclass this week so you can get 50-5-0 nonprofit leads for your business this week, all in one hour. Thursday, December 15th, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard. We are having that masterclass. It is free. You have to go, you have to jump in though to get the action book. So definitely join the training that we have available for you on December 15th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com. You can click on our webinars and training and you have the link there. And thank you guys for being amazing change makers. If you love this podcast, please do me a favor and leave a review on your podcast player as that does help other people find this podcast. And we do. We are serving thousands of people every single week. So I just want to thank you for one of those thousands of people that are out there. And as a special shout out, I'd love to thank Jimmy Crackcorn456 for leaving a wonderful podcast testimonial. He says, practical and inspiring. Running a nonprofit is hard. These podcasts help me get practical tips and awesome inspiration on how to get ahead in nonprofit business. Thanks, Holly. So thank you, Jimmy Crackcorn456, for that wonderful review. I do read every single one of these reviews, so thank you so much for leaving them, and I'll definitely be reading some more soon. All right, guys, I will see you next week as we are going to be doing the roundup of our best of, right? So the best of the year for nonprofits and our best of the year for freelance grant writers. We are definitely going to be doing some mixes of our top listen to podcast over 2022. So you guys are definitely going to want to subscribe so you get that to your inbox and you can hear some clips from our best of coming up. All right, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.